Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Mindful CEO. Oh, yes, Mindful. Mindful CEO. Uh, fresh off a, a rebrand here. The site is updated. The album art for the podcast is updated. So we're rolling, Aaron. We're rolling. We are rolling. We are rolling in this thing called the Mindful CEO, and we're really uh, in mumbling about it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's a whole other prompt there. Just So we had a prompt for today, which was let's talk about the Mindful CEO compared to the mindless CEO, yeah, yeah, yeah. compare and contrast. Um, but what just came up for me, and we may love to sidebar it, um, because I'm probably still too excited, but the John, the mumble phase from John Mayer. Um, oh, uh-huh. yeah. I just got done with a weekend watching John Mayer perform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you mumble long enough. Yeah. Holy shit. Something yeah. great can happen. And, uh, it well just, just you should you should just, just just preface that be, or just sure, describe sure, sure. it because uh, we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can so, connect it. The, so good. So we're gonna do it now because here we are and we never yeah. table anything <laughs> on this podcast and we never edit anything. So if you're the one of the three people that listens to this podcast regularly, you know this. Um uh so we one of the things we've talked about in the past a lot is the mumble phase, which we yep. stole from John Mayer, who talks about yeah. that's in the context of writing songs is, yeah. you know, he'll come up with a tune and then he'll mumble sounds until words form around mm-hmm. the sounds. And I've had other artist friends that do the exact same thing. And every time we interview an artist of any kind, that is a very similar process, that that's a uh, known methodology for creating something and the more we talk about it the more it makes sense Mm -hmm. you know you sketch something out until the inspiration comes down and you get to see what it wants to form Mm. you know dylan talked about he didn't he didn't rhyme didn't you with kidding you in like a rolling stone Mm. it just Mm. when he saw it on the paper he was sort of knocked back Mm. that it had happened wow and um that's what creativity is like. And we're fascinated by creativity on this podcast because that's sort of where the magic of life is. And we're not interested. That's we're going to get into the mindful CEO part of this in a minute, but that's where the magic of life is. So we stole that from John Mayer because we're just fascinated with the mumble phase. And as you can tell by the first four minutes of this podcast, we love mumbling through things because inspiration comes and then we get to follow that thread. Right. The other good metaphor that we've, love here yeah, is yeah. Harold and the purple crayon. And <laughs> yeah. We're just following that crayon. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's my connection to John. And that's, that's this podcast connection to John Mayer. And then my personal connection to John Mayer is he's the guitar player, guitarist for uh dead and company, which mm-hmm. is what Bob Weir, the and Mickey Hart, the guitarist and drummer of the grateful dead have been at work on for the last mm-hmm five or six years. I mean, it's gotta be more than that. It's mm. uh, 26, 16. So what is that? Seven years. So they've been at it for about seven years and they brought in John Mayer and John Mayer has been playing and, and he mm. talks and you can watch interviews with John talk about um, the structure of the band, the, mm. the way the dead play is unique. It's a unique phenomenon. And mm. um, uh mostly um rock and roll is yeah designed to the players in the band are designed to be around in certain if you listen to rock you'll hear this it in service of the guitar player 
in mm. service of the guitar solo. Everything leads up to the guitar solo and it's mm. all in service of the guitar solo. Mm. Um, or it's, or it's not. And it's in service of the song, you know, like the Beach sure, Boys. Sure. I'm thinking about, there's no real guitar solo right, in, right. in a Beach Boys song, but you know, you think about Sabbath or any rock band that's Van Halen. Yeah. It's sure. leads up to guitar solo. Guitar solo happens and, and everything is designed around that. Um, and the way the dead have always played and really have always played through Garcia's years was everyone is in service of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in service of everyone else. Every note that every single person plays has to make everyone else sound better. Yeah. It's very intentional, very much like jazz. Very, that's a very uh-huh. jazz mm-hmm. phenomenon mm-hmm. that we don't know where we're going. I mean, we know the outline of where we're going. We know the chart of where we're going. We know the structure, but we don't know how we're getting there. And however we get there, we want it to sound good. So you better be listening to what everyone else is playing because what you play has to match what everyone else is going to play, but none of us know what that's exactly going to be. Mm. And it's going to be an emerging phenomenon. Okay. And, uh, and after seven years of doing it, they, on Saturday night, it was the best piece of music I'd ever seen performed in my life. The best. And there's not, I, you know, it was a combination of things, right? So always time, space, phenomena happen in a particular time at a particular place. And right. if you haven't been to the Gorge in Washington to see a concert, you don't really have the experience, but it is, hmm. I don't know. Have you been there, Chris? I've never been. I mean, obviously driving through and right. I saw your picture. So, you, right. you know, you can it's, see the amphitheater. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. So, you know, it's, oh. it's an amazing phenomenon. And um, so it, it, that helps doesn't hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just in terms of the, the vibration of the space, right. yeah, super high. And then, and then, you know, th- this group of people, there aren't, a, there's not a fan base, you know, I mean, I think Swifties probably get up there, but they don't have the longevity of deadheads. Mm. In terms of a fan base that's particularly interested in what this, these people are doing, mm-hmm. um, and the dead are unique in that phenomenon. Sixty years will do that, right? Yeah. And um, so there's that. So people are really listening for it. And then what these guys wound up doing now, if you don't like the music, it doesn't mean anything to you. you it wouldn't have occurred for you that way. But I'm telling you for however many people show up at the gorge and I have no idea how many people that is 5,000. I don't know how many people the gorge seats. Um, Mm. It was the when it was a demonstration of if you mumble long enough Mm. and you're willing to engage in the Mm. uh, discipline of listening that way to each other. Yeah. And you're willing to make mistakes and you're willing to have concerts or songs or moments that suck Mm. Mm. that just don't hit that are just like, Oh, that was wrong. You know, that, that was not what we were going for. If you're willing to do that long enough, man, some magic shit's going to happen. And that, yeah, I mean, I've been, yeah. I I'm 60. So that's yeah. 44 years of seeing those guys wow. at some level. And, um, I, I never, I, I love music and I have never seen a musical performance like that. So wow. it was, it was fabulous. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that. That that's, that feels a per. I mean, that's the great contrast now to this thought about being a mindless CEO. That yeah. that the idea that, uh, you, in other words, what we could say is what you experienced was something that came from a mindful way of playing music. There was a yeah. mindful curation there. Something 
happened. And it happened because people were being mindful of each other. They yep. were mindful of the music. They were mindful of the listening, not just showing up to a script. There was, yep. but the opposite of that, we just go polarities for a minute. And you look at mindless now to try to distinguish that. I, you know, I see a lot of people who um, want the the quick fix. They're not patient enough. Mm-hmm. to listen to each other, to see what's being created in the space. They're just coming in with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Here's my goal. Here's my quarterly performance. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. And there's there's no awareness of the space. There's only, this is the thing I'm out to accomplish and I will accomplish it. And I think that's Lamborghini lean. That's more of goal culture, you know, where I'm going to get mine, even if it's at the expense of others. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, there's that thing about automatic that you were just saying that I'm cut, well, uh, the preset agenda, you know, certainly, uh, you know, there's a unique phenomenon again. So I'm just going to keep leaning on this thing with the dead. But last night was also the first uh, Saturday night, whatever was the first time. And in my 44 years of listening that I'd ever seen Mm -hmm. them play the same song two nights in a row. Not me personally have seen it. I've never seen it happen that they play the same song two nights in a row. Wow. And that's, you know, most bands, rock bands for sure, go on tour and they have a set list. And that's the set list every night. Mm-hmm. I played in a band and it was critical that we had a set list because we didn't know each other well enough or weren't, we didn't know the mm-hmm. music well enough and didn't have a kind of intensity in listening that we could play anything, anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do the same shit in order so that we could remember it. And the dead have never done that. Like literally never done that. They, this is the, they, I think dead and company now that they're older is the first time they ever go out with a preset set list anyway, period. Mostly mm. for my entire history of watching them, they had no idea what they were going to play the next song. Um, which is requires an enormous amount of mindfulness. There's a mindlessness available in like with the way we drive cars, the way yep. you and I drive is mindless, uh-huh. yep. you know, you and I, and it wasn't always that way. Right. 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 We could, everything was a freak show. If you have, if you've taught your children to drive recently, <laughs> you know, everything is like, everything's a big deal, mm-hmm. but you and I can now do it while we're texting, which we don't do because that's stupid and dangerous, but we could. Right. Um, but that would be a, a level of mindlessness. And when you run your business that way, you know, you're going in and I'm time to make the donuts and I'm going to get on the phone. I'm going to call and I'm going to do my dialing and, you know, just run through it and check the boxes and mm. say that it's did say I did it all the kind of mindless activity versus what's our intention for the day. Mm. What are we out to create with this client? What am I out to create with this customer? What am I out to create with this employee, mm. this agent, this partner, what am I actually creating here? And is what I'm creating going to make the difference mm. with them? And what's it going to take? And that's to your point, Chris, what's it going to take to make a difference with this person? Yeah. Is a different question than come on, let's go. What, what are you waiting for? Right. Right. Yeah. With this person, or it could be with my legacy. I think, you know, the uh, legacy, it's one of our, um, pillars here, but a lot of times people think about, I, I mean, this is a generalization, right? But people think about legacy as it relates to um, net worth, wealth gaps, which is all great. That's great. That's awesome. 
and some people don't even get there in terms of like purpose and true north. Like, what am I, what is my life for mm-hmm. is a question that often is it takes mumbling through and failing forward in and having it go like, it's not this, it's not this. It's I know. Cause I've, I've asked that question for a long time. What's my purpose. And only now do I feel like I have a path to run on. I could do the rest of my life. That feels good to me. But in, if we're not patient with it, we're not willing to be mindful of it then we'll put ourselves on autopilot because it's just easier. It's just easier to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna make the donuts or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, write my next handwritten note or whatever the thing is. Whatever the thing is. And I, I don't, um, I think we're aware of the amount of energy it takes to be mindful. This is, you know, we're now dwelling in what Kahneman calls system one, system two. Yeah. Right. The a way we avoid system one thinking system one's slow. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's how you've described it to me. Yeah. So fine. So system uh-huh. one is slow thinking is yep. actual thinking. It, yep. it re- requires energy and the kind of thinking the and mindfulness requires energy, presence, awareness. And, yep. uh, you know, we've talked about this, the, uh, uh I don't know that this is a fact, but it came to me as a fact and I'm going to use it as a fact. And if you look it up and it's not a fact, then (laughs) I'm wrong. But that a chess champion will burn 6,000 calories at a chess tournament because of the amount of energy the brain is using to think through the moves. And we are not in the, that's not an ordinary thought. It's not an ordinary uh uh, common thinking that yep. thinking takes energy, but watch how you deal with or avoid thinking. And that's by design. Thinking takes energy. Your brain is designed to keep you alive. Yeah. Your brain is to have you survive. So it conserves energy. Yeah. And it conserves energy by using system two thinking, which is mindless, which mm-hmm. is automatic which is you know oh that thing looked like a tiger i'll duck anyway it doesn't matter that it was an orange it it was safer to duck you know or to hide and it didn't matter that it was something else because you're alive and that's the most important part to system your reptilian brain your amygdala system two thinking all that automatic thinking and um you know we avoid mindfulness Mm. You know, the practice mm-hmm. of meditation requires an enormous amount of energy just to stop working. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. And get yep. present. So there's um, all of that that's available. And so that, you know, the mindless CEO as an idea, the mindless CEO as a, as an idea is what we would, you know, is the automatic kind of, mm-hmm. you know, get shit done. Yeah. Let's go, you know, get it. Here's the processes. Doesn't, you know, you don't like it, leave, smile and dial. <laughs> you know, what are you waiting yeah. for? Let's, you know, and it's the norm. I, you know, it, it's interesting to watch the degree to which, you know, um, I think it'd be interesting, Chris, for us to dive into the, and maybe even talk to people that know something mm-hmm. about it. Um, you know, levels of satisfaction, personal satisfaction, life satisfaction, fulfillment. Mm. Um, you know, my sense is that those are rare. Mm. 
right? My yeah. working with, you know, over the years with tens yeah. of thousands of people, it's rare that people have a deep sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and a deep sense of fulfillment. And it's not linked up to the mindlessness of their actions. It but it is linked from the mindlessness of their actions. It's, yes. it's a complete function of the mindlessness. Yeah, right. I don't meet a lot of mindful people that are dissatisfied. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know people that actually practice gratitude hmm. and practice bringing mindful awareness to what's happening that aren't hmm. deeply satisfied in, you know, in, in the space of wonder. You, yeah. I think those things are directly connected. Yeah. That when, in other words, there's an, uh, I guess there's an assertion there in the background, which is if you have an experience of dissatisfaction with your work, here you are as a CEO and you're dissatisfied with the mm. business you are running, mm-hmm. that's mm. a function of mindlessness. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of automatic things that you, there are assumptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, things you know to be true, things you know to be false, think about you, about the business, about your clients, about everything. That is just the air that you breathe. Water to the fish, yep. air to the bird, your assumptions to you mm-hmm. about your business, mindless. That's a mindless CEO, mm-hmm. right? I think it would be difficult to be a mindful CEO. Well, I don't know if it'd be difficult. That's it. It'd be interesting <laughs> to take on if I brought mindful awareness, kind awareness to my, what I do, would I be left more satisfied or less satisfied with the business? I like it as a continuum because I I can find in any day of the week moments where I'm being mindless Mm. or mindful. And it's not a label or an identity as in you reached mindfulness as a CEO and you are forever, (laughs) you know, granted you know, yeah, passage of, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, it's, but I think that there are, but this is, this is the path. This is the journey. This is the conversation I'm interested in, in this community. And in this podcast is having the conversations that bring me back to a perspective that say, ah, oh, right. Yes. Cause I felt that this week, I felt some automation, some frustration, some dis, what was the word you used? Discontent, dis like satisfaction with things in some ways and you're saying in this moment that's a function of being mindless and i'm like ah oh, it's interesting yeah how would i bring mindful and maybe i'm bringing oh, i'm like maybe i bring gratitude to that or maybe i bring it's just it's just a question what do i bring to yes. it it has me that's really encouraged that's fantastic yeah. that you could bring mindfulness to it yeah and that we could have a conversation that you and I in community in this moment are having a conversation that's going ah there's something I could bring here that would bring me that would bring me mm-hmm. closer to or would dissipate or uh-huh. allow satisfaction to emerge that, and and that would put me back in the seat of agency in my life that I that I could be in the seat of having a say of my experience in this moment rather than being a victim of circumstance that I get to say, because I bring mindfulness to it. I mean, that's just fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it's good. And that's, and you know, that brings up the opportunity of the, um, uh, the mindfulness meditations. You know, I, I, mm. I told you earlier off camera yeah. that I'd run a, a gratitude meditation with my team, mm-hmm. you know, and that was very much a function of, uh, and the results they got, the degree to which they 
were they came into the call dissatisfied, upset, agitated, um, confronted, confused, you know, normal realtor stuff. I mean, you know, nothing yeah, about yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, you can't, you know, they were dealing with the up, ebbs and flows, ups and downs of their business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we did that meditation, brought awareness to what was going on with them yeah, in their bodies, their physical sensations, how they, you know, that were acting and how they were feeling about it and just bringing the awareness to it in 15 or 20 minutes, a relatively short period of time, mm-hmm. you know, left them freed up to be able to perform again and way more uh, um, mm-hmm. effective um, in the presence of what they were doing, what, what they were up to, what their purpose was versus, you know, you, I could spend day, uh, you know, a day upset and not notice that I was upset until my wife talks to me and I snap at her. Hmm. And then she'll be like, what's, and I realized I was upset about something that happened four hours ago, but I'm not in the presence of it. Cause I'm not bringing, I'm not intentionally bringing mindfulness to it. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Man. That's to me, the practice of mindfulness that there is a practice of it. Um, you know, like a, Show, waking up in the morning and being like, and I'm going to bring mindfulness today. Uh, have you ever seen the movie um, About Time? Had Rachel McAdams in it. Um, had the dude from um, uh, Love Actually, who was uh, the the rock star. Anyway, awesome movie about time. Oh, I love the guy. I just saw Love Actually, so I remember. I, it, I, I don't know his name. I don't know the yeah, I love him so much. Anyway, he it, it's a it's such a great story. Just a and that. The, without spoiling anything, like there's a punchline in there that is like um, that you have the ability to live this day predetermined in your mind before you actually live it. That, that if you had lived it and you could live it again and you would live it again with only the best parts or the best intentions or mindfulness with it, how you would live it would be so different. And uh, so now everybody just need to go watch that called about time. Great. I'm, I'm totally looking for it. Fantastically. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. And, you know, you, you brought it up or you touched on it. And I think it's important to remember for us that I want, I want to say mindfulness is the journey. Yeah. That, awesome. that it's, not the destination. There is no waking up mindful. There's no, yeah, uh, you yeah. can set an intention for being mindful and probably without it, nothing's going to happen. But even mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. That's the, that's the whole point that you started with the, with the dead, which is there's a mumbling. Mindfulness is mumbling, you know, like <laughs> they're mindful mumbling. There's a, that's a mumbling is a process. It's, you don't yeah. wake up with the song. You, right. and you don't wake up mindful. You, mumble mumble your way there yeah and then you know there's uh, um a little um timer you can get for your phone i used it for a while then it became background noise but you know it just rings a bell and it interrupts you and it does it at a random interval and the intention is that in the moment that it happens you stop and Hmm. breathe and get present to what's actually yeah happening because the assertion is that you're not present to what's happening you're by design, you are living a mindless life, not not a problem, not not a design flaw. You know, it's a feature, not a bug. It's it's the it's the way we operate. 
So mm. to assume that we're mindful is a mistake, right? It's like mm. to assume you have integrity is a mistake. Mm. It's you're always mm. operating mindful, mindlessly mm. until you notice that mm. you're operating mindlessly. And now as soon as you notice you're operating mindlessly, you're oper- operating mindfully. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. You know, so <laughs> the game is to catch yourself operating mindlessly. Not that it's bad, not to, not to it's, the default it's what's going to fall it's where yeah. where you're going to default to yeah yeah, yeah i love that cool. yeah and that's- then you know and then i think the opportunity from here chris is for us to you know pra- in the practice of that share about what's opening up and what we're mindfully creating about yeah you know this business and our podcast yeah. and what we're up to and what we're and how to leverage that or how, or how that being mindful, what, let's see, how bringing awareness and mindfulness to what we're committed to leaving as our legacy opens mm-hmm. up what, you know, how to leverage our lives to fulfill mm-hmm. that legacy mm-hmm. and where leadership might be missing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even if there's other, you know, and, you know, what, It'd be interesting to experiment with that, you know, like what is in the, what's present when mindfulness is present. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's, that would be not only an interesting conversation for the podcast, but I think as a community to have a series where you're like mindful goals. I mean, that just feels like a contradiction to me, but, mm-hmm. or, a, you know, like a, a, an oxymoron, but the, to take, I, I don't, want to just believe that mindfulness is about meditation. Like there's a part of me that likes to produce. I like to build. I want to do stuff. And, and of all the stuff I want to do, it's easy in the doing of them to get back to mindless. Mm. And how do I reconcile this drive to build something, this future that is not in the present moment, this thing I'm, I'm invested in and bring mindfulness to that process you know i I just love that conversation because i don't think it happens i don't think that happens very often i don't think our world is i don't think that's our default to your point yeah it's definitely not our default yeah anyway that would be i think and, and i look forward to the hearts and minds that want to engage in those kinds of things on their own journey you know, yeah, great. So, awesome. All right, gang. Uh, if you want to learn more about the community, you can go to the mindful ceo.com forward slash invite. There's a video there of I, uh, Aaron and I talking about the format of the group and an application button. So if you want to do that, go check that out. Otherwise we'll see you next time.